It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. I make a lot of podcasts, but when I'm not making podcasts, I only listen to one and it's Masters of the Retroverse. You heard it here from Silent Bob. Hey guys, this is Pixel Dan and just wanted to tell you to make sure to check out Masters of the Retroverse. Until next time. Hey, this is Brian from Super 7 and you are listening to Masters of the Retroverse. So are the moments. Come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. Hi, this is Larry Kenny, voice of Lionel. You're listening to Masters of the Retroverse with Adam and David. Thunder, thunder, thundercats. Ho! Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Masters of the Retroverse. We are here with season six, episode two. What's up, man? What up? David, <laughs> how is it going? Wow, better than last two weeks ago that was a rough ending yeah <laughs> yeah we're never doing proper again and you're never doing it <laughs> no i am not and i know better than that now so well, i'm <laughs> sticking with beer to tonight. sailor jerry and coke mm-hmm. and they're like yeah what are you a high school girl yes i am <laughs> <laughs> yep so what's going on with you man wow dude uh i Actually, a lot. You know, I got solar put up this week. I should have YouTubed it. No, I'm just playing. But, um, yeah, I got solar put up on my house. Uh, got siding put up. Got yeah, There's so much crap going on in my house. It's, like, hard. Like, yeah. I was sick one day from work because of it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah, the new job, I ain't got no tenure yet, so I don't have leave to use but i sure in the hell did have eight hours of sick leave to use so i had to use it somebody had to be here yep you got some neat shit though you got some cool stuff are you gonna talk about that stuff now or yeah i can i can talk about it now if you if you want me to i didn't know if you wanted me to do it on this on this platform or not but we can go over it oh yeah it's cool man let's talk about it real quick Okay, so lately, this, this these past few weeks, I've been, um, you know, dipping my fingers into uh, TurboGrafx-16. I got Splatterhouse. I was really excited about that. Actually, all credit due to my TurboGrafx-16 is Alberto Morto. He's absolutely awesome, man. The guy hooked me up. I got to get a price, you know. He's one of the brothers, so he took care of he took care of a brother. And shout out to him, man. He does customs of action figures. So if you ever want to do a custom, or if you ever want a custom, uh, just hit him up on Facebook, type Alberto Morto, and you'll find him, man. He, there's, he, he's awesome, man. So he's the one that sold me the TurboGrafx-16. It's actually his childhood TurboGrafx-16. He didn't like find it at a flea Holy market in shit, California really? or anything. Yeah, oh my God, he gave dude. me his childhood turbo graphics 16 at a great price um if you get on ebay or whatever and if you try to find them 
<clears throat> they're pretty they're pretty up there but i'm gonna let you know i got a i got a good 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 price from him on that nice. um so when i dabbled my fingers into it i ended up getting uh he, he gave me his game too and i got a controller the turbo graphic 16s only come with one controller unless you get the hub and then he can do the two players or, or whatnot and there's not very many two-player games for it but um i got the uh what's the original game I got the launch game with it. Obviously, he had that game. And then I picked up Splatterhouse. I picked it up at about the $75 price tag. And I got the Bonk's Revenge nice. at about the $70 price tag. I think I paid $72 for this right here. So that's about average for these guys. And just a reminder that in early next year that the TurboGrafx-16 mini is coming out and it's gonna have all of these games on it so uh look forward to picking that up um that's the turbo graphic 16 and then i got i i still i'm still digging into the nintendo carts um i finished up my akira warriors series they got three different uh carts for that i got two the victory road and then three the rescue so now I have all three of the Ikara Warriors carts. Pretty excited about that. Adding those to the collection. Um, I did pick up a repro. I know people are like, oh, God, it's a repro. is gross. But, man, I'm not trying to pick up the Flintstones, the surprise at Dinosaur Peak for nearly $500 for just the cart. So <clears throat> you can have that trash i'll play the repro for that um if 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 it's a cart and it's around 250 i'll pick it up i actually got a good deal uh from ebay uh, i want to i want an auction where i got chippendales rescue rangers 2 for about 130 dollars so pretty stoked about that um great ebay seller uh put him up there in my ratings and did all that stuff did a review on him or her Whoever it is, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, the last thing that I got was it was released uh, the about the middle to the end of October 2019. So SNK Metal Slug, the ultimate history. All right, it's a hardbound book with a good spine and it, it's absolutely beautiful. Like you look at this book, it's 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 freaking great in every aspect. It's got the ribbon bookmark on there. It's orange. The the it's got about a one eighth bind that's all orange. So when you set it on your shelf, it'll definitely stand out. Um, but it's called uh, what is it? Bit books. Yeah, bit books out of England, um, the UK. They ended up sending it to me. It came in a great package. This box was unique. Man, I tell you what, it, it actually, like, the box folded across itself, and it bound the book. So it was wrapped in the, the styrofoam cellophane-type stuff, and then it had four corners of the book were protected with, like, a, a lighter styrofoam after that that were slid onto it. And then it was sitting in this uh, box... <clears throat> that like it half folded or a quarter folded over itself and then wrapped each end of the book. And then from the binding edge to the turn page end folded over each other. 
and it was glued together, but you would peel like a like a FedEx package, the paper one, you'd peel that deal off there and it would open up. That's how it was packed, right? And then they had a plastic bag over all of that. Cool. But bitbooks.com, you go to there and, and they actually have a couple different books, but the metal slug is really what I was interested in because <clears throat> Growing up, Metal Slug was absolutely unbelievable to me. Like to go into any bowling alley or arcade or pizza shop or, or what have you, you play Metal Slug Samurai Showdown. Like those were the two arcade cabinets you would see, and you were absolutely astounded by the graphics and all that stuff. But this book breaks it down, like the history and where all the games ended up from arcade all the way down to uh, what is it, PS2. PlayStation 2. Wow, so, um, but they're on Game Boy Advanced. They're on Wii. They're on, it, it tells you, like, there was never really a platform that uh, Metal Slug landed a home on. I want to say, it will, if there was a home for Metal Slug, it would have been Neo Geo. And which, technically, is an arcade cabinet. But, if you want to, which I tried to hint to my wife for Christmas... Uh, hopefully, maybe she listens to the podcast. I don't know. Um, I want a Neo Geo Mini. And I showed her one in bed last night. I was looking at it because like, they had one. It was all clear. It was all Samurai Showdown and stuff. It said, if you order it in the next 21 hours, you can get it Saturday. I was like, should I do this or should I just show her and be like, Dana, this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. But, Are they expensive? Um, no, they're not too bad. The minis come with 30 games on there. So you get the Metal Slug 1, 2, and 3. And then I think they're off the top of my head, I should have pulled it up. But definitely not part of our show notes. But um, they have they have tons of games, man. SNK and the Neo Geo. Like, the Samurai Showdown has all the Samurai Showdowns on there. And I'm a big Samurai Showdown fan. Uh... Because like growing up, we my, my mom and dad they bought a pizza parlor and that that video game was in there, and I always played um had net I can't even say his name right but it started an H, and he had a dog, and like he'd send the dog out and he could split into four of himself and then like hit you from any angle, mm. like that was the guy I always played as him and the samurai uh I can't remember all any of their names, I wish I was better at it pronouncing the stuff but. <laughs> Those, yeah. yeah, those those were awesome, man. I don't Dude, know. I think the Metal Slug is on the Switch. Yeah, 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 it's on Switch too. Yeah. Um, Switch is it I've actually got. says Switch in the book. That was probably its last entry. But Metal Slug, like every time you boot that thing up, like Metal Slug, the first one, you're thinking about like like Vietnam because you're rescuing POWs, dude. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. You're like cutting the bands behind the POW and you're like shooting everywhere and like. <clears throat> All the reviews I saw for it, it so one downfall in the system is that it's very slow when a lot of things are on the screen, and I, I can't imagine that it's anything more than more powerful than like a Raspberry Pi pushing this thing on there, and it's got to be smaller than that because everything that I've seen like about the Neo Geo Mini, it's like it's itty bitty, dude. The screen's small as shit. Um, <clears throat> if you're playing it for a long time, like you can play it. Like, it's an arcade cabinet. You can play the arcade cabinet, but then there's, uh, if, you, if you're if you looking at the cabinet straight on, 
first player is on the left, second player is on the right, and you hook the HDMI out up to your TV. So you have just an extended display port of what's being played on the mini screen mm-hmm. on your big screen. So I wish a little bit more thought was put into the power. Because, like, Neo Geo is a great, great, great platform for video games, man. Like, like those games were It was. Awesome. It was just so fucking expensive. You're right. I, I don't still... think any of my friends ever had one. That I really? Know. Uh-uh. There's only one console ever made from what I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, the really rich kids. Or somebody who won the contest with all the consoles well, yeah. and all the remember in the in the big screen TV or the fold out you would just stare at in Game Pro magazine you'd be like oh, I want that <laughs> so bad please let me win and you'd write like a million letters <laughs> yeah oh shit uh, man dude sorry you've been busy yeah well yeah. You told me to talk about it, so I told you I could talk about it. So no, you're fine. I apologize. Fine. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's We're all in good. the music that made us Generation 2. Yep. Yeah. The 90s. The 90s. We're going to talk about grunge. We're going to talk about fucking MC Hammer Pants. Yes. <laughs> or no, that was more 80s. No, it was 90s. It was 90s, bro. It was yeah. Garth Brooks. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff that you wrote about on your side of the notes. So let's get into some retro news, huh? All right, All right. cool. Go for it. All right, so retro news. So recently across, and I apologize for Roxy yelling at whoever she's yelling at in the background, if you can hear her. Because <laughs> she's That's yelling. Right. Probably Gunner. Anyways, so recently if you've been scrolling through your Facebook feed, you've seen little snippets about a trio of bands performing a tour together and they're absolutely exponential in every shape aspect and form if if i can get in on any of this action i can get the tickets to this i will absolutely be there because it'll definitely be better than unbroken sorry buddy anyways so what we're talking about is the motley crew Def Leppard Poison set for 2020 stadium tour. Okay. Definitely talking about this because I'm actually super excited if this happens, which it looks like it's well on its way to becoming a fact. Okay. Because it's in Rolling Stone magazine online, all that stuff. Go ahead and look this up. Uh, you'll find everything you need to know about what's going on with this. Supposedly two, uh, 158 shows. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I played that wrong. Motley Crue played 158 shows on their 14-15 final tour. All right? So they're coming back for this tour. Uh, There's going to be lots of things going on, man. So if you get a chance to get tickets to this, if if it happens, it's not confirmed yet. They're still in the works to make this happen from what I've been reading. But Poison, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, this would be freaking absolutely amazing. Adam, what are your, what's your take on this? I can't hear you, buddy. Sorry, man. Um, no, I think... Edit that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go ahead. Um, no, I think it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited uh, that they, they were able to come back together. 
you know, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, they're trying to like re, re it's almost like now that they're done, they're trying to rebuild their name because they had the Motley Crue documentary thing come out, which was huge on Netflix. Fuck yes. You know, what was it? The dirt, the dirt. Doc- yeah. That was well, a not documentary. documentary. That was a show that was absolutely freaking amazing, dude. I loved every minute of it. And if you haven't seen it yet, you need to get on Netflix. Go to the search bar and type in fucking dirt because that show is fucking outstanding. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, So it's funny because um, Mick Mars, you know, the guitar player from Motley Crue, he was on that metal show. And uh, the radio show that I listened to in the morning, we t- was talking about this, and they have they have him on uh, that metal show talking about them, you know, calling it quits and it's all contractual and blah blah blah. And he says that if we get back together, he goes, I'll invite everybody to come to the shows for free. So he's got to hold to it, right? Fucking yeah, but he well, is he gonna pay the bill for freaking Def Leppard and Poison? I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. They'll take their cut out and go from there. Like that's that'll be the price of the ticket if he holds true to what he said. You know what I'm saying? Jingle yeah. jingle. Right. Tip a sailor, tip a sailor, Jerry, for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was quiet. Bottoms up. No, no, you're good. Bottoms so, up. I need round two, man. Man, I want to see Jeff Leppard in concert. Dude, I've never seen him in concert. And they went I'm, through a phase there for a while um, where they were doing, like, county fairs and shit like that. Fuck, man. I'm not going to lie to you, Adam. I wish I grew up. I wish I wish you were my, one of my friends growing up. You know yeah, what I mean? But, like, we would have fucking yeah. clicked, dude. Like, well, actually, we probably wouldn't have because I was hard-headed, stupid asshole. <laughs> To be honest with you, you probably would have hated me back in the day. But like if I was like I was now, that would have been great. If I would understand, if I would have got that little bit of maturity in me to understand like our station in -hmm. life, that we should listen to this music and just be what we are. Still collect Motu and all that good shit. (laughs) (laughs) And invent all these masks that are being sold at 100 bucks. Like, dude, I'd make some money. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Hold on, Adam. What? Do you have a hot tub? No. You need to get one so we can make a time machine. Oh, we should make a time machine. <laughs> we should totally make a hot tub time machine. Hell yeah! It's a hot tub time machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. So yeah, so we're talking about Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Poison. Yeah. Being right. together and making a tour and, and getting it out there, man. I'm super freaking stoked for this to happen because, honestly, I haven't been – like, I, you say you went to concerts and all that shit, and I wish I would have, man. Because, like, honestly, before I joined the Marine Corps, the only fucking concert, like, official concert I ever been to or went to, sorry – was blink 182 wasn't bad it was great because it was still at the height of their career and it was at the gorge at george and if you've seen 21 or over (laughs) right with the asian kid that shits himself and and they carry him around for the night you know they do from footloose and uh and the other guy man from freaking uh 
what's the what's the singing movie he sings or she sings and all that stuff uh fuck what is that movie i don't i don't remember it my wife loves it (laughs) okay uh pitch perfect fucking pitch perfect it's the dude from pitch perfect right that's in love with the girl that does the cup song and um it's called 21 and over if you haven't seen you need to see it's pretty great um and the the guy from footloose that plays the country bumpkin dude he's freaking sweet anyways the end credits of that movie that was filmed in my home state at the gorge george and that's where i saw blink 182 phoenix tx which I don't even think they exist anymore, but I've, I've looked for them. They're not on iTunes. They're not on anything. I've never heard of them. Uh, but they, they were good, too. It's kind of like a semi-punk rock band, man. And which my, with my honorable mentions, and which would we get into later, like there's some punk rock in there. And like they're a big influence on me and my path in life. So anyways, that's some that's yeah. the major part of my retro news, man. Uh, What's your retro news about? So Kurt Cobain. Okay. Remember the remember the famous MTV Unplugged concert that they did? Yes, dude. They made a CD. Oh God, yes, they did. And that is one of the best live is, albums it. ever, dude. Uh, so the cardigan sweater that he always ironically wore, mm-hmm. um, got sold at auction for three hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Really? Good God, yeah. Um, that's crazy because it's almost as much as that Mario game just went for. Yeah, it's an olive green Manhattan brand sweater. Uh, when it, yeah, Julian's auction. I think that's in New York, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> it is Julian's, Tiffany's, all that good stuff, New York type stuff. I mean, that would be really cool to have, but not worth that much. And I hope it's to the right to the right collector. It's always worth whatever they have. Yeah. Especially if you're making enough to do that, man. Like, yeah, but saving your money up, waiting for that cardigan sweater to go online or what? Yeah. But how the fuck did they authenticate that shit, though? That'd be something to be pretty easy to fake. Courtney Love. Yeah, I guess she would still fake it just to get the money. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, there's, there's, like, online auctions. Oh, here we go. Hang on. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. It says the sweater was accompanied with a handwritten letter of provenance from Jackie Fari, Francis Bean Cobain's nanny. Francis is his mom. Or, oh, Fran, oh, his daughter. Duh. His daughter, yeah. The fuck am I thinking? And a close friend of Courtney Love who gifted Fari with the sweater following his death in '94. Okay. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I heard his daughter's super hot right now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, not that I would I mean, know from what I hear. Not that I know either. I've I heard, didn't Google her. I've heard she's hot. Yeah. I heard she's hot <laughs> from a guy at work. Yeah, a guy. A guy, who, a guy, you know. a guy who knows a guy. Uh-huh. There's a lot of Googling. <laughs> Damn. So I'm, re- I'm just reading some of the other notes and shit yeah on this article and they're just talking about other other celebrities that have sold shit and what it went for like elvis presley's gold mercedes-benz 450 went for one hundred and twenty-five thousand. 
which not surprise there. Jim gold. Well, yes, seventy. Well, gold, just gold colored, probably. Uh, Jimi Hendrix autographed copy of Are You Experienced went for forty five thousand. Damn. Heroes, a Heroes era David Bowie self portrait for fifty one thousand. Uh, oh, this is cool. Bernie Bernie Toppin's handwritten lyrics for Elton John's Goodbye Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and a custom custom. God, I cannot talk tonight. Wizard of Oz frame went for seventy five thousand. Wizard of Oz. You know, there's a there's a theme park here in North Carolina that that uh is supposedly Wizard of Oz related, and it fell through and went to a ghost town for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a yellow brick road in and all that, and like the trees took it over and the moss took it over. It looks all crazy. I think it's on like haunted experiences or whatever. If you look at if you Google old Wizard of Ta- Wizard of Oz, uh theme park it'll mm. show you dude it's crazy oh that's cool it looks eerie as fuck dude yeah i think they're trying to refurbish it though that'd be cool as shit um all right cool so uh yeah. what about mandalorian man so did you finish up i did part three okay did. all right yeah. so spoiler alert spoiler alert Okay, so if you haven't watched Mandalorian, you should fast forward through the podcast uh, exactly. There's a blank spot for you. Just figure the fuck out. Anyways, so absolutely amazing, dude. I'm in fucking love with this series. Disney Plus has done an absolutely outstanding fucking job with it. Oh, my fuck fucking god dude that's all i gotta say about the whole fucking shit so far it's like how on god's green earth can you produce a tv show that you're only gonna release every friday for 10 fridays and have it better than every fucking movie you have put out since you've owned this property dude it's 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 fucking exponential dude it's it's freaking awesome dude there's not even a lot of talking (laughs) There's not even a lot of talking. I'm glad the- you like it. I, I mean, I'm not as overwhelmed with it as you are, but really? I, it's good. No, I'm not saying it's bad. It's good. It is. It's a good. It's a good show. I like it. That's probably why I like it. I'm so just much. not like not a lot of talking. I'm not like fanboying over it a whole lot though. You know, it's just it's cool. I like it. Uh, the storyline so far is cool. The whole mystery of like who is he type the shit. The tribe aspect, cool. dude, of it. The tribe, which yeah, I was kind of confused on that third one. Like they just. Really? Like yeah, was, they just like fucking showed up. Like when they came to save him, they came flying in to save him, right? Because because they're still part of a tribe. Like okay, so put it this way. No, I get I mean, that, like, but how the fuck? I mean, how did how did they, they know that he was that was gonna start shit with him? That was gonna start shit with him. That was ready to kill him. Yeah, like was the main dude to protect him. So like, let me put it into a semi the best aspect I can. Like. Okay, so there's a group of Marines and me, right? I'm a Marine. We all get fucking drunk in the barracks. We all get stupid. We all do fucking stupid shit over the weekend. And we fucking fight about the stupidest shit you could ever fucking think of fighting over, right? But when it comes to an outside entity fucking with one of your fellow Marines, 
believe me, that dude that was ready to start shit with you will have your back in a fucking heartbeat. And that's it's 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 weird, dude. It's weird to be in a brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like and that's what it is. It's a brotherhood because if you think about it, there's no other female. There's no other female Mandalorians besides the one that does the building of the armor and shit like that. Like she's like. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good show. I, I'm great excited show. to see what, uh, what all comes of it. So yeah. how it all unravels. This third episode was kind of like really uneventful though. Is really other, other, other than the fact that he went and got him. Uneventful, got him. yeah, like that's a huge thing, man. Eh, yeah, I know. He but... went in there. He went in there without really a fucking plan. Yeah. And cleaned house, dude. No, that was cool. Clean house, was... and the only reason he was getting him is because somebody, one person, reactivated the fob to let them know yeah. that the asset was still available for them to collect the bounty on. Mm-hmm. So who's the guy? It never was clear, like who reactivated it. Where's the old guy in this whole thing? The old fucking Republic guy. Where was he? Right. You didn't see him at all. You know what I mean? And the doctor, it's like, he didn't kill the doctor, but it's like, um, are you good? I know you try to keep him alive. And in the thermal scope and the, and, and in the thing, it's like, oh, we need to keep him alive and all this stuff. And speaking of Disney plus though, the, uh, 10 million subscribers in the first day. Mm. And I am proud to say I'm one of them. Yes. Me too. Once I saw the list come out, man, I could not help myself, dude. All the old X-Men cartoons. Yeah. It's got the X-Men and Wolverine cartoons. It's got the uh, Gen X, Generation X, uh, X-Men cartoons. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. Why we're doing this? Let's just go over. Let's add a little bit to this. Let's 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 talk about our watch lists. Okay. Mine's and... not very. Mine doesn't have a ton. You, have you have you? Mine doesn't have a ton either. But let's just uh, compare. Yeah. Okay. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah, type stuff. Okay, cool. Okay, and I'm pretty sure ours are going to be exactly the same. Do you want me to go first or you go first? Uh, I got to hang on. I got to figure out this app. From where All I'm you do is go to your list. little guy yeah, down in the corner and hit watch list. Okay. You got right. it? Yep. Okay. So do you want to go first or me? You go first. Okay, because I'm pretty sure ours are going to be about the same. Okay. <clears throat> so so my first <clears throat> my first one is going to be Marvel comic X-Men, right? Got it. Just yep. like you. I knew you would have that. Yeah. Okay. My second is Darkwing Duck. Got it. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Got it. Disney's Doug. Yeah, I got it. Disney's Mighty Ducks. No. Wonder Gargoyles. Got it. Tailspin. Got it. <laughs> bonkers. No. Nope. Disney. You need to get Bonkers on there, man. Disney's DuckTales. Got it. 1987, to be exact. Yep. Got it. Goof Troop. Nah, I didn't get that one. Go- oh, man. Goof Troop. Not a fan. 1992, man. Yeah. And then my last one's The Mandalorian. <laughs> wow, yours is really short. Yeah, <laughs> it's all cartoons mainly, except for the Mandalorian. Yeah. I got the world according to Jeff Goldblum, which is it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I got the Gordon Ramsay show, okay. Uncharted. 
Uh, X-Men Evolution, Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, Marvel Runaways, Marvel's Inhumans. Disney Recess. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Flight of the Navigator. You got to okay. get that one. Yeah. Silver Surfer, car- uh, animated cartoon from 97. I don't remember that. I don't either. And it's it's good. It's really good. Okay. Um, it actually shows uh, Silver Surfer again, and Galactus against Thanos, which is pretty cool. Uh, Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Topanga. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, I like Boy Meets World. Uh, I'm not a fan of Topanga. Oh, God. Sorry, buddy. That's okay, man. Good. More for me. <laughs> um, Phineas and Ferb, the movie, The Simpsons, yeah, and uh, Marvel Spider-Man, two thousand sixteen. Which it, Milo loves that one, man. He watches that. It all confuses the time. me, dude. Like, why is why is The Simpsons on there? Because it's it, a Fox. Fox. That's the only freaking reason, huh? Yep. That's probably why the X Men are on there too, to be honest with you. And the Marvel Runaways was on Fox too. Yeah. Yeah. I I I watched the first season of Marvel Runaways and it was like okay. I didn't get the whole glimmer aspect of it. Yeah, I didn't either. And then the 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 I started watching the second season and and the Raptor and all that crap and it was like uh, I'm not feeling it, dude. I yeah, I the Runaways I didn't feel it. Inhumans, I liked it and didn't, they canceled that show, didn't they? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I watched all of that already. That's why I didn't put it on there. Um, I haven't watched any of it yet. It looks good though. I watched all of it, man. There's secret bases on the moon, the moon and shit that like the dark side that you can't see. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch that one for sure. Yeah, the dog's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. It, like teleports and shit, dude. They like all touch the dog to move and shit. Pretty. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what else they end up adding to it. Like, a little yeah. disappointed, though, they don't have a uh, feature, like, continue watching category, which really mm-hmm. fucking bugs me. And it doesn't pick up where you left off when you go back to the show. It has for The Mandalorian for me. Not for me. Really? Well, I, I, no, well, yeah, but I watched the entire episode, so I don't know. But all the other shows that I've watched... and no, Yeah. Well, so, so, I was having a problem with... So... A lot of people might have been having a problem with like so Vizio TVs and shit like that. Like their their Chromecast wasn't up to date for the first fucking week and a half, two weeks maybe of it. Um, y- your version was like 1.3 and it needed to be 1.7, and I was like, why is this fucking not working? And I finally figured it out because like it, it told me in the help the help section of it. I was looking. I was like, "What the fuck? Why can't I? Cr- why can't I just cast this to my regular TV?" Because I was typing in the code. It would give me the code, but then the version of Chromecast didn't accept the Disney Plus, so it wouldn't stream it. It was irritating the hell out of me, dude. Mm. So, so some people, some of that might be turning a lot of people off. So, so that whole process, because the Vizio TVs are obviously the cheaper TVs. <laughs> I had an LG, and I got a. I downgraded my TV because, I don't know, man. I'm more about Xbox and just playing fucking computer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. All right, let's hit the main topic. All right, man. That works for me. Go for it. So, the main topic, we're getting into grunge, okay? So, it's not just grunge. We We have other bands 
and other artists in there because it's it's about the influence the influence of us and and what brought us to think the way that we think and hopefully you the listener had some of the same ideas as we went through this stuff so starting off this week with our main topic for me is going to be i think i had uh for my first one was it rem or nirvana and we had the same ones man pretty much except for one huh one same one yeah we both yeah we both started out we're like nirvana yeah so let's start there nirvana yeah man okay that's so you you can relate to them more than anybody being from the great state of washington yeah man so 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 growing up i had uh i had a lot of friends that played in bands and i had friends brothers like so Corey plager my best friend growing up, Kelly Plager was my best friend growing up, and his his older brother was Corey, and had another older brother, older older brother. So Kelly was the youngest, and uh, <coughs> he had a he had a brother named Corey, and he played in in bands and stuff like that, and he kind of like got me interested in Nirvana and and all that good stuff when I was really really listening to rap. And I listen to a lot of rap, and I know Adam doesn't agree with rap, but in comparison to the to the to the hip hop that we have nowadays, it was exponential, dude. Um, and one of my my bands on here is actually a rap group because it was very instrumental in the way that music is shaped and and grew into what it is today. Um, but Nirvana Nirvana set it off for me in utero. Their what second album, Adam? Well, actually, it was like their third album. Was it Nero the third album? Yeah, because it was after Nevermind. Nevermind is their first yeah. one, right? No, Bleach. Bleach is the first one? Bleach is that, the first that one. That one had Teen Spirit? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Nirvana Nevermind was the first one with the Naked Baby on it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the Naked Baby swimming after the $1 bill. Right. That's Nevermind. Okay. And, and then that had you... Teen Spirit and... Uh, yeah. And uh, what was the other big name on there? Oh God, there was all kinds of them, man. There's there was two big. There was there was Teen Spirit was their biggest one, the one that really got them their their go juice, you know, and and really right. rocked off their uh, their stuff. But we can't even we can't even talk about Nirvana without even going into the Holy Grail, right? Of of the grunge scene, in which was Mother Love Bone. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's where uh, I mean, if it weren't for them, you wouldn't Which have Pearl they're Jam. They're of. Yeah, oh, really yeah. Know who they are? Yeah, Pearl Jam. Yeah, you got Pearl Jam. Soundgarden. You you know all all these bands derived from Mother Love Bone. Yep. Sonic Youth was another one, man. Yeah. Like, Kurt Cobain was a huge fan. You know, they he was like, they were like influenced, or he was influenced a lot by them. Yeah. And uh, they're another one that's unheard of. Yeah, it's it's there's I can't remember. There's a really good documentary. It's about Kurt Cobain, but it goes into depth about the past of of all that good stuff. Is it the um, one where they go around and they interview interview everybody? Yeah. they're in the house with Kurt Cobain. And right. There's and this, like they were playing this song at his aunt's house. She yep. was playing the song for him, and they like they cut it Garrett, out because Courtney Love, Polly. No, I don't know. I don't know if it was Polly or what. Polly was up, one of his first ones, wasn't it? I don't know, but they wouldn't 
allow them to, to play the song on the documentary. Yeah. Because Courtney Love stepped in and was like threatening to sue him and shit if if he did if they did or something. Because they stupid. probably weren't fucking paying her. Right. She's a greedy bitch, dude. And she she is. Killed she him. killed him. She did. She killed. She killed him. <laughs> he didn't shoot. He didn't. He, he didn't shoot the shotgun into his fucking self. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I think you're trying to think of "Come as You Are" as a song you're thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come as you are. Hell yeah, that was it. Dude, yeah. and another another good documentary to watch is that VH. I know I've talked about it on here before. The VH1. Um, ah, fuck. What's it called? It's uh, basically they they like highlight one album, and they'll like pull the tracks off and stuff like that, like isolate tracks, yeah, talk to the producer and the bands, you know, the band to talk to them about it. And they had one of, the, of about them making Nevermind. It was really cool to watch. Because they had interviews with like David Grohl and Chris uh, Novoselic or whatever the fuck you say his last name. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's a good one. Check it out. Yeah, it's you, on Amazon. Yeah, you wouldn't have any of this without them, man. Without you wouldn't have anything you have nowadays, like Foo Fighters and all that shit, without Nirvana. Oh, definitely. And without Mother Love Bone, you yep. wouldn't have it. And getting into the, our generation, man, we're the next generation. You and I. And hopefully a majority of our listeners, we're the next generation. Our kids Pepsi. are the next generation. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are. Our kids are the bounders. <laughs> They're supposed to rebuild rebuild our, our, our generation. Fuck ups? No, not our fuck-ups. <laughs> the generational fuck-ups between us and them. Because yeah. we've... Dude, that's a whole other rabbit hole. And we're not going down it. But... All right. Yeah, my next one kind of falls in line with the Nirvana thing, and that's Tool. Yeah, yeah. I love Tool. Tool man. is fucking just amazing, man. Like it, it really is like timeless music. And I know this is supposed to be more of like not who's our favorite, but who was more influential. And I gotta say, Tool's fucking both, man. And yeah. I had the I had the honor of seeing them live this summer, and it was a fantastic show, man. Even though Maynard really doesn't do a whole lot on stage, it was still like theatrically, it was really cool. Well, like, yeah, they make it, they make it to where it's like, it's more like, dude, like their their concerts are like go watch watching a music video, basically. Well, yeah, you know, you know the you know the whole reason why you don't see a lot of Maynard, right? Yeah, he's got like social anxieties and shit. No, he has epilepsy. He suffers from that. Yeah, he's sure. Like, yeah, I'm 100% positive. Go ahead and look it up. He suffers from epilepsy, and he, like, all of the stuff, like, when you see him, they put him on, like, the, what is that shit called? The Teletron or whatever, the big tube or whatever. He's usually in a little room off to the side when they start doing, like, all the crazy lights and the flashing, the fireworks and shit like that. Oh, so he doesn't get seizures? Yeah, yeah. He he's uh, <clears throat> he, he suffers from epilepsy, and that's why he doesn't do a lot of the shows like that. But their shows are still absolutely outstanding, dude. Like, yeah. they're fucking great, dude. And they're mm-hmm. very well known for their live shows. So, Although the only downside to it is they didn't play – they played a lot of B-side shit. Like, yeah. a lot of it. I mean, and they this was before they came out with a new album. This was actually just like a month probably before the album came out or two, maybe. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, they were, I mean, they were, they're awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good show. Yeah. Uh, it's still sticking with the grunge. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. R.A.M. was a yes. was a big was a big influence on me. Um, that would be my number two. R.E.M. And what's um, funny is him and Kurt Cobain were best friends. Or that's crazy. Friends, but they were like really good friends. They're like, really good friends, and they're from Athens, Georgia. So it's from one side of the U.S. to the other side, and kind of two different, two different fucking sounds of music, more alternative yeah. versus grunge, you know? Yeah, yeah. Having having um him come from the, from there, and they had the drummer Billy Barry and Peter Buck, the guitarist, and dude, they had a lot of guys in there, you know? Yeah. It's freaking awesome, dude. I loved everything about it. Um, what was it? Weren't uh, they talk? Somebody was talking about they're getting back together. Who? Which one? R.E.M. Yeah. I didn't know that, man. They started in '80 and '81 with uh, their formation. Like that's when they became a band, and they had Iris, you know, IRS. Yeah. Recorded. They called the. <clears throat> it was a cult. It was a cult success. And then uh, they really broke through in in '87 and '90, and then and then when the grunge hit, like people really started listening to these guys, and they were great, you know. Yeah. What were some of their What were some of their goods? What are their? Can't remember. Uh, let me see here. Keep talking for a second. Trying trying to look something up real quick. Um. Was it Vitality? Was that Pearl Jam? Vitology. Yeah, that's Pearl Jam. Vitology, Pearl Jam. Jeremy Spoken, like that was a good one, man. Um, that was on ten. Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good album, dude. Yeah. That's a dude, great fucking album. The whole thing, like, lots of great bands came out of that whole era, dude. Like, um, what was it Toad the Wet Sprocket? Remember Toad the Wet Sprocket? Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude. It was, all, it was a combination of like REM and Nirvana and and everything like that really, you know, set the nails in the coffin. Well, set the nails in the coffin. That's not really a good <laughs> analogy. But uh, like having all these bands come together from all around the from all around the United States and stuff like that and make these make these albums like Toad the Wet Sprocket and then. Oasis even had some stuff, you know, like you start getting into the more um, alternative side of things, but Oasis was another good one. Oasis is good, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. One of Who, my favorite 90s bands is The Refreshments. The Do you remember them? I don't. Yeah. I don't. Uh-uh. Dude. You know, like, you, you've seen King of the Hill, right? Yeah. The... They do the the intro song. Really? Yeah, yeah. Look them up, dude. You probably have heard one of their songs. Look up uh, "Bandito." Is probably the the one you might have heard by them. But okay. like that whole album's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So your, my who'd, huh? Who's your third? My third is something kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, right. and that'd be Garth Brooks. Because yeah, dude. who wasn't influenced in the 90s by Garth Brooks? I mean, dude. Yeah. He's fucking Garth Brooks. <laughs> he is Garth Brooks. Yeah. I will say, I will say, I don't like him as a person. I never was a fan of him. But his music 
is absolutely amazing. Yeah. We had, like I said, we had a, we had a house party when my dad worked for Viking freight systems, man, or Oregon freightways. One of the two, my dad was a trucker and, uh, growing up before he was a car dealer and he, he had these parties and we had guys come over and all these people, like my parents would play bad company. They would play Garth Brooks. They would play, you know, they play a little bit of everything. Like, and you, you just be blown away, you know, Garth Brooks, thunder rolls, you know, and the lightning strikes, like mm-hmm. it, it's shit that sticks with you, dude. And friends in low places. Cool. I absolutely hate that song. Huh? Every, I said friends in low places. Yeah. I absolutely hate that song. Every drunk motherfucker at the bar, dude, starts singing. Everybody, everybody knows, knows it. It. Yeah. it doesn't matter where you come from, man, or what you did growing up. Everybody knows that fucking song, dude. Everybody does. Everybody. Yep. Because everybody's got friends in low places. They shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, you've got some honorable mentions. Well, uh, my my third one, my third one we haven't even talked about. And we, oh, yeah, we haven't done your third. Sorry. Yeah. So my Talk third one is that, like we go from rock to country and we go all the way to Compton. <laughs> so uh, NWA, uh, they they made a big influence on my life. Um, just, you know, the rebellious young youth that I was, we had. An absolutely <laughs> unlimited outlet in which the transition of music it took hold in the late ni- in the mid to late nineties, right? You had NWA, which gave birth to Dr. Dre and Ice Cube and Easy E, and those guys right there, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, and Easy E, like yes. they took. You know, the the they made the rap game. You know what I mean? Like before that there was still there was Curtis Blow, you know, <coughs> Fab Five Freddy. Um there's a whole bunch of influences that made these guys, but for some reason, uh, the mainstream took hold of NWA because their outlawness and their, you know, their fuck authority type shit. Like everybody kind of grab hold of it and even if you were losing the country you still throw nothing but a g thing in mm-hmm. just like garth brooks man right you know everybody He's knows in. that shit yeah they they took it in and at a house party you play it and everybody start bobbing their head even if they didn't grow up in compton or some crazy ghetto ass place like you still connected to it in some way shape or form because the and boys in the hood are always hard. Boys in the hood are always hard. Come tracking, come talking, talking that, that trash. We'll pull your we'll card. Pull nothing, knowing nothing in life but to le- be legit. legit. Don't, Don't quote, quote me, wait, boy. I ain't said shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so white. Yeah, and I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. Good time though. It was a good, definitely a good yeah. time, man. Growing up with all of these influences on our life, and and uh, just taking us to where we are now, you know. As long as you remembered all those things and just take what you need to take from it and and move forward, um, it makes you a better person. Like, yeah, I know things are bad and things are good, but like just taking a little bit from here and there just makes you more tune more sharp more more ready you know what i mean 
Yeah. <laughs> I think you're getting a little little buzz there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Text her like an hour ago for another drink. I don't know where she's at. <laughs> Fire her. You're fired. All right. Well, let's know, get to your honorable, honorable mentions, mentions and wrap it up. Did you have any? Yeah. No, not really, man. I that was that was a hard list though, for real, because there were so many that influenced my life back then. But it was fun thinking about this, dude, because you know I just sat there for you know the peace of quiet, thinking back about all these bands and shit and the music that I listened to, and it just I don't know, it took me back, you know. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. So I like like I said, like I had a good friend. He's my best friend growing up. Kelly had he had an older brother. And uh, he played, he played, he could play Nirvana all day long, but like he really started gravitating towards punk rock. And I started listening to 10 Foot Pole, um, Black Flag. My brother gave me a little bit of Black Flag. And I'm surprised, Adam, that you didn't put this one on your list at all. But Primus. Yeah, I almost did. I almost did. Really? Okay. But yeah, Primus and then just uh, that's more obscure more obscure uh genre of of music and then even growing up i used to skate a lot and stuff like that and and i remember i think i talked about it on a back episode but uh uh my cousin donovan uh he had this one skater friend right and he was he was english or he he faked english really well like he was from england uh, he spoke with a British accent and all that stuff, but he had like leather boots. And he had the British flag fucking painted on his boots and shit like that. He had the Mohawk with super glue in it. Oh God. Uh, with rub- rubber cement, <laughs> rubber cement and super glue. And he had Liberty spikes, right? Like they're like, it was a Mohawk, but it was Liberty spikes. I know there's two different things, but he had the spikes, all that shit. And he wore the leather jacket with all the pins on it and shit. And he would skate, you know, he's like that cookie cutter character, from any like video game in the nineties about the mm-hmm. skater and you pick the punk rock guy. He was mm-hmm. the cookie cutter version of that. Nice. And, and uh, I can't remember his name. Cause I was, I was young. I wasn't like the first, first, second grade. And I was young as shit. But by the time I got like skating with these guys growing up, like my cousin, and his friends, we would go downtown and I read the city bus, you know, and we listen to fucking music, like punk rock music, you know? Um, and it was just like fast and you know obnoxious and you're just like yeah 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 and um so i'm skating with these guys but i'm still growing up listening to the music that my parents are listening to and then i you know migrate towards more hip-hop and you know the different types of music but having these guys in my life made me understand that there are other avenues to to think about and i would listen to rancid black flag uh dropkick murphy's you know, all all these punk rock bands while I was skating, and it was it was awesome. But you know, I was he was like a sixth grader, and and I was a first or a second grader, and I was skating with these guys. By the time I made it to third grade, and skateboarding became like a thing, um, I had a little crew of kids that were like my age, right, that were skating with me. And we'd go out and we'd skate, and then like the older kids, the sixth, the seventh, and eighth graders, right, that were doing ollies and kickflips, and I was doing them in the third grade, and they were just like, man, this kid's good, you know what I mean? Like, we need to skate with him. So they'd be like, you can skate with us, but your friends can't. 
that that that's how that's how it ended up it was really weird man like they're like you can come with us he was the cool kid yeah i was like the cool younger kid that was allowed to skate with the older kids oh dude what's that fucking movie on on netflix that's like that it was actually made by jonah hill do you know what i'm talking about no uh-huh. or seth maybe it was seth rogan dude i'll find it and tell you because it's exactly that it's about this little kid like 10 11 years old hanging out with these like high school kids skater kids and shit yeah Dude, it's 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 a good oh, show. Oh, the nineties. The not is that what it was? Yeah, the nineties. Is that made by Jonah Hill? It was, or it was either him or Seth Rogen, one of the two. I can't remember. Let me find it. But yeah, that it's a it's a good fucking show. The nineties. No, it was it was about the nineties. That's not the name of it though. Yeah, they all worked in the skate shop, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he was like a obnoxious kid, and his his mom didn't have a he, they weren't married or whatever. Like he didn't yeah. Have dad. Yeah, that yep. was exactly my story, dude. Yeah, I know, dude. That's, that's I really connect that. Me. I'm like, my God, it's a fucking movie. The fuck is the name of it, dude? I gotta figure it out. That was the '90s, mid '90s, something like that. But I was more. <laughs> I was more of the mid to late 80s. <laughs> oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Sorry, I'm like totally holding up the fucking podcast here. Um, All right, just edit it out. Hold on. No, 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 you're good. I don't need to edit it. Edit fine. that clap, damn it. <laughs> Fuck! Can't find it. I'll find it. Okay. Well... Yeah, I don't really. So I don't have any honorable mentions. I think it's uh, about all I had. Really, what do we have after that, though? We had something. You had something typed up in there, pretty big. Uh, no, I didn't. Looking right now. No, oh, it popped down to the other page. So, so we right now currently we're on part two of three. Yep. So are we continuing with the music stuff next week, or yeah. we move, move into something else? Because like really, we start getting into like the late two thousands. The only thing we can really talk about is American Pie, and the bands that you know. What I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't foresee. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about the music after that. Like me, it wasn't as good. It wasn't, wasn't as good. I mean, there was some stuff here and there, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We can work it out. We can talk it out and see where we go from here. We can make a part three, or we can just make this part two and part one of two, like however you want to do it, man. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Cool. All right. Well, you got anything else? Um, not really, man. Okay. What's in this biatch? <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for uh. Checking out our podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe so you can hear this golden goodness every two weeks. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search us at Masters of the Retroverse. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. It's the same same name, so just search it. You'll find it. Yep. You can just post your your stuff in there. Which, whatever you want to do, you can go live there. You can you can show your toys. You can show your collectibles, whatever they may be. Just please keep them semi-family friendly. I don't want to see any toys from 
No sex toys. Yeah, exactly what I was trying to say. Only gonna post something. <laughs> no sex toys from the eighties, please. Ooh. And if so, please Ooh. use hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to break out that Playboy and read us that story from nineteen eighty nine, be more than welcome. Yes, and Playboy jokes are always welcome on there for sure. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this show. Um, yeah, we'll see everybody next time, right? Yeah. And yeah. Don't forget. There's nothing wrong with living in the past. I'll see you guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.